making sure that you are the center, you are the anchor, you are the expert of your own self. And again, like I said, collaborate with other people, connect, build, evolve, grow. But even when they're an expert, I don't give a fuck if it's Oprah, Tony Robbins, the Dalai Lama, the Pope, you are still responsible for taking whatever they say and running it through your own filter. And if it doesn't resonate, let it go. That is what it means to own your own authority. That's what it means to be sovereign. That's what it means to know your worth. What I want most for women everywhere is to stop playing small and step into your unique power so you can finally show up as the fullest, biggest, and truest version of you. But that requires that you first get crystal clear about who you are and then let go of everything that you're not. I'm here to teach you how to know yourself, trust yourself, and honor yourself so you can create a deeply aligned, deeply empowered, and deeply inspiring life. You know, the one you were actually sent here to have. Come on, let me show you how. So in human design, I have an active mind, which very simply means, and it's something that you can find when you run like a detailed chart, but so it's something that means like, My mind is always consuming the environment. I am always thinking, and it's not from a place of anxiety at all. It's just I'm naturally curious. I'm always, you know, I can be out on a walk and look at some tires, and then I'll start thinking about, oh, I wonder how a tire is made. No, how do they do this? And then I'll come home and want to Google it. No, wow, that's interesting. Like, that's just naturally who I am. My mind is fucking voracious. And I think about everything. And it's really funny because, of course, it reminds me of being a child because I had a million questions, as I still do now. But at least I can find the answers on my own now. So anyway, I am I was setting that up to say I was just shampooing my hair. And as I was combing my hair out, detangling and, you know, styling and after I'm in the mirror and just thinking, And, you know, I, some kind of way the question popped up in my mind, like, what do you know to be true? And, you know, it it didn't, I guess the question didn't pop up. I should say, like, it was a download, like God just said something to me of like, okay, what do you know to be true? What do you know to be a hundred percent true? And very quickly and very easily, you know, as I'm like sitting there, you know, braiding my hair, combing my hair out and I'm like, oh, what I know to be a hundred percent true is that you are the answer and the answer is already inside of you. And that is in regard to everything. Love, work, play, pleasure, health, sleep, sex, relationships, spirituality, whether you should turn left, turn right, read this book, befriend that person, go to this place, pick the red option or the blue option, whatever it is, you are the answer. And the answer is already inside of you. And thinking very easily or very quickly of like, I don't always know what you are going to find out. But what I know for a fact about myself is I can tell you where and how to go find it. And so that is what I mean when I talk about 
teaching people how to be themselves, teaching women how to be themselves. I don't know what you're going to find when you get there. We are all different. We're all very unique. We're all here to do different things. We have different chemical makeups in our body. Some people have autoimmune stuff, some people who don't. People have different purposes, all the different things. I don't know what you're going to find when you get there, but I know how to tell you to find it. I know how to show you where to find it. And so that core thing of like my core belief that you are the answer and the answer is already inside of you, of course, number one, it stems from my own experience. And, you know, as I've shared bits and pieces of my life, like on the podcast or in emails, you know, much of my experience has always been about people telling me how to be something other than what I was. And I know that we all have various versions of that experience. Some kind of way you get the message growing up, whether that's parents, teachers, a lot of times it comes from friends. It absolutely comes from partners, people you share your body with, those kind of things, employers, colleagues, that who you are and what you are doing, you're not doing it the right way. It's not being done the right way. You're not showing up the right way. You are not right. And so all of my work around like just show up and be yourself, like literally how I live my life every day, how I plan my days, how I conceptualize my work, how I offer my work to the world, how I show up in my friendships, how I do it all. You know, that's my core thing. If I can't do it and be 100% Deka, if I can't be in the room, be in the relationship, be in the office and be 100% Deka, I don't want to do it anymore. It's just too big of a price to pay. Like, and I know deep down, like that is not what God intended for me to do. And so just thinking about that, my very quick answer to that question, what do I know to be 100% true? I know that you are the answer and the answer is already inside of you. And so it's like, that's the undergird or the like the dead end bottom line foundation to why I'm so passionate about speaking your truth and owning your authority. And again, coming back home to yourselves, being sovereign, finding your roadmap, all those good things, and continuing to speak your truth and own your authority and know your worth and stand up for yourself as you unfold over the course of your life. Like you don't just do it one time. Like you are constantly evolving or should be constantly evolving every year, every month, every week, every day, something is changing. You look up and things were so different than how they were a year ago. So, you know, constantly coming back to that, you are the answer. The answer is already inside of you because again, the answers don't exist outside of us. And as long as you are seeking people and pastors and coaches and mentors and partners to tell you the answer instead of showing you how to go get it or so, you know, said in another ways like, you are wanting these people to feed you instead of teaching you how to fish, you will always be dissatisfied. And that's what a lot of the world is like, you know, to be honest, that's what a lot of the world is set up to do. You know, it goes back to like, I mean, this is way before this, but the first thing that popped in my mind is Tiffany's and how, you know, if you've done any research around marriage and wedding rings and different, um, what are they called? Different like symbols and things that we do, like having diamond rings was not a thing until the early 1900s, I think it might have been around the 30s or 40s, sometime around there, or 40s or 50s, something that wasn't a thing before, but that was all a marketing campaign around the diamonds are a girl's best friend. And so everything that you're looking on on TV, you need to be smaller, you should be eating this, you should be doing this this way, that way, this way, that way. 
people are always trying to sell you that the answer is something outside of you. And again, as long as you are looking outside of you, you will always be dissatisfied. What's going to happen? You'll never feel like you're enough. You will always think you're doing it wrong. You're always going to wonder. And I have felt these things. I know I'm not alone in this feeling. You are not alone in this feeling where you're like, okay, maybe I guess I just must not be the one. I guess I must be the one who doesn't get it. There must be something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not made for that thing. Maybe I'm not built like that. Maybe it's for everybody else and it's not for me. Maybe everybody else some kind of way is enough or they have it. They, you know, when we were being made some kind of way, my soul didn't get in line for the sauce. So I just don't have any sauce. And that thinking comes from, again, being bombarded with ideas that however you're supposed to be doing it. And I say like it in quotations, like moving and living and breathing through your life, the way you are naturally inclined to do it is wrong. And so, you know, my thing is, as long as, again, you're looking for the answers outside of you, you are always, you know, going to be critical, going to feel like you're doing it wrong, all those things, because your soul wants to be self-sourced. It wants to be the anchor. It wants you to come back to itself. Yes, collaborate and connect and get guidance from amazing souls, but always run everything you receive, every piece of data you receive, every experience you receive through the filter of your own soul. Does this feel true for me? Where am I in resistance with this? Does this feel expansive for me? Does this feel like, you know, whatever I'm hearing, eating, receiving, downloading, does this feel like this is opening me up and evolving me into the next level of myself? Or am I taking this in and feeling like something is wrong with me? Here's another Note that I'm not doing it right. I can't be enough. What story am I telling myself about what I'm hearing and receiving and experiencing? Am I making myself wrong? Who do I want to be in this moment? Okay, something happened that maybe I don't like or didn't vibe well with me. I still always get to choose how I want to show up and react or respond in this moment. Who do I want to be? But, you know, my thing is never forget, you know, when we're talking about the answer and sourcing and anchoring. We're talking about light as well. So it's like, never forget that light is not something that you go find. It's something that you uncover within yourself. And you do it in one very, very simple way, which is to remove anything and everything that does not belong. And the answer is very simple. You remove anything and everything that doesn't belong. The process to do that, again, it looks like something very different for me, for you, for Raquel, what Raquel, you know, needed to remove or has to remove or will have to remove later in the future are not the same things that I need to remove. We're not here to do the same thing. So what you need to remove, the things that are blocking your light, the things that are keeping you hidden are probably not all the same exact things that are keeping me hidden. So I can tell you the process. That is what I'm really great at. I can tell you the process. I know that I know that I know that I know I can do it with my eyes closed. I can tell you how to find the data. Now, again, when you get there, are you going to want to let go of the thing? Are you going to remove those things that don't belong? That's, again, where you have to, we start going into the deeper digging. Who do I want to be? What are my values? What does all of this mean? But the light, the answer, the truth, all of it, it's already inside of you. And if you are walking around feeling like it's not, feeling like somebody else has the answer and it's something 
I have been thinking about a lot, even as I hire coaches and work with different people and invest in different programs. I never, ever want to do it from a place of need or desperation. If I am feeling like I need this and this thing, talking to this person, working with this person is going to be the answer and everything's going to be okay after that. I know enough to know that number one, it's a fucking lie. And number two, it's self-defeating. Like nobody has the answer because there is not the answer. There is always a series of, you know, life is a constant process of aligning and realigning to what our truths are now in the moment. And so I am really clear that, again, for me, I'm tapping into what feels expansive for me in my soul. And sometimes those things can be hard to articulate to other people. But the good thing is I don't have to articulate them to other people all the time. A lot of times it's just for me to know what feels expansive, what feels like it's pulling me up into the next version of Deka and what doesn't. And so the wall a lot of times that we come up against is when you are partnering with people in any sense, again, work, sex, relationships, friend, health, business coaching, you go to church or something, some pastor, whatever it is. If you are partnering with, with people and giving them too much control over your life and existence and you are walking in as if you are inferior and they are the God and the queen and the expert because you know, little old me doesn't know anything, you're putting yourself in a disempowered position. And what's going to end up happening? You're going to continue to feel like you're not enough. You know, affirm in your own mind, see, I'm doing it wrong. See, it never works out for me. See, whenever I try it, it's never that. See, they don't like girls like me. See, they don't like people with vitiligo. See, they don't like dark skin. See, they don't like, like all of those things. And sometimes the answer is just as simple as like, you're in the wrong place and you're getting the wrong information or you're getting this data and you're not interpreting the data right. And so I can give you another like example I always think about, you know, growing up and I don't know if this is true for everybody else, but a lot of times even with the teachers there was so much focus on, okay, you're really good at this, but you need to focus on this area to build your strengths here. And it's like, you know, I think about if I were to have children that wouldn't necessarily be my philosophy. Like instead of always trying to focus on where your perceived weaknesses are, how about we just continue to expand in the areas where you're naturally fucking gifted? Because then otherwise you never get a chance to really show up when you're always working on the quote unquote problem. <laughs> you never get to stand and really embody and, and soak in and really be in the moment and the experience of your gifts. Because, oh, I got to get better at this. I got to get better at that. Got to get better at the pitch. Got to get better at the... And it's just like, it's never going to end. And this becomes a problem. And, you know, or I'll say it becomes a problem. But a lot of times this information is coming from people outside of you. It's who you are choosing to be friends with. You know, I always remember, I think I've talked about this before. You know, I didn't lose my virginity until I was a senior. I always remember it was December until I was a senior. In high school. And I remember I was friends with some people who were awesome girls who were already having sex. And I remember one of them telling me, you know, when I got with my boyfriend, I remember her telling me that nobody's going to be with you. Like any guy who's already having sex is not going to stop having sex just because you're not having sex. So you should expect to get cheated on. And I mean, she might have been 16 at the time. I still remember that to this day. But also because there was no other 
my mother wasn't talking to me about sex. I wasn't having any conversation and not even just so much sex in terms of not getting pregnant, but actually the more important thing, which is what a relationship is supposed to be like, what that's supposed to look like, how it's supposed to feel, what honor and respect and all those things look like in a relationship. And because I didn't have that, you know, from somebody who was guiding me in, my mother didn't guide me in that area. So it just came from, I think, I don't even know that I asked her. I think, you know, she was just probably putting her two cents in. But that developed in me this idea of, well, okay, you know, you should, that's just, it's unrealistic to expect that. You know, now I'm old enough to know that's fucking bullshit. And anybody who's telling you stuff like that, it didn't mean she wasn't an awful person. I know she probably didn't know any better. She also had, you know, was already having sex and it kind of been dogged out by some guy. So of course her advice was going to be, or her perspective was very much colored by the personal experience that she had had. But again, if you are not, and again, I'm talking about myself as a youth. And so I don't want to say it doesn't apply for like younger people, but I will say this is the part where like it's our job as adults, or if you're a parent to build up this knowingness and this sense of self-respect and self-worth in your own children, because without that, then it's just like, well, you know, well, this is what I should expect because somebody outside of me, I'm thinking that she knows more because she's had sex with multiple people multiple times. So she's some expert. She's not the expert. And that would be one of the things of like, again, just anchoring back, whether it's for children, whether it's for teenagers, whether it's for adults, you are the answer. The answer is already inside of you. Okay. She tells you that you should expect to be cheated on. Does that feel good to you? Does that feel true? Does that feel affirming? Is that what you want to believe? How is that going to make you feel about relationships going forward? And if it doesn't feel expansive, then you can reject that. You don't have to believe it. She's not the sex and relationship expert. I mean, number one, she's 16. And again, I didn't have enough perspective and awareness to think about all of these things at the time. But that is, you know, exactly what happens when we pedestalize in any way or pedestalize anyway people outside of us. And yes, I'm not saying that you may not have an expertise in an area that I don't know. Absolutely. I have an expertise around, you know, a lot of times these very, very deep human things and showing up and living and all these things about answer and all of this. But that still does not mean that I'm the expert in you. I'm not the expert over you. So my job really is to teach you how to fish, to teach you how to find the answers, to teach you how to run the answers through the filter. And the filter is your soul. Does this feel good? And so a lot of times we are trying to talk ourselves out of things that don't naturally feel good because somebody else says it's lazy. And so, you know, I've talked about this before of even the idea of having a morning routine, being an entrepreneur and having a morning routine. And that's the way to set yourself up for success and look at other people and X amount of 77% of people who don't have a morning routine are X, Y, and Z and aren't making this and that. And again, a lot of that is, well, wait, but first of all, we have to decide what does success look like? Is success purely numbers for you? Is success, you know, living in a certain neighborhood? What are the markers of success for you? And again, these are the things that most people don't really sit down and unpack. And I don't mean have it in your head. I mean, you have taken a pen and a notebook and you've written it down somewhere. And yes, it requires that contemplation of sitting down and really focusing on writing these things out, getting it out of your brain and onto some paper. What does that look like for you? Because you will be so busy chasing a goal 
that doesn't even fucking belong to you because you just latched. There was an expert. You pedestalized them. You're believing what they're saying. And so this means I'm not successful. And the reality is I look around at, I mean, I'm in a really great place because especially around my business, like starting to build a wider community of people whose beliefs deeply align with mine. And it's been years of an internal battle of me being attracted to, you know, what I've always heard, the very traditional metric-based have these things. Well, do you have money? Well, did it make you money? Okay, then it's not valuable or then it didn't work versus me actually aligning with what I believe in my soul, which is, you know, my number one most important standard or marker of success is joy and peace. Yes, we absolutely need money and currency to live and exist in a 3D body in this world. But for me, if I have to force myself to work out, working out is a big thing of like, I don't believe in just forcing yourself to go to the gym. And it's less about the gym and more about the principle. If you don't love working out, you are going to have to get up and meet your resistance every single day, every single. And at some point, and yeah, that's great when you've got your eye on losing 50 pounds, losing 25 pounds, losing whatever arbitrary number that you have. But when it comes to, you know, once you get that weight off and you've got to where you are and you're happy, what happens with most people? They end up gaining it back because you haven't fallen in love with the process. You don't love to do this thing. You don't actually want to integrate it and make it a part of your life as you go forward. So you stop doing it. You end up right back where you are. And so that's one of my things of like, yeah, I don't believe in making myself go to the gym. I don't really love, I mean, there, there's some things that are cool, but like, I don't love working out like that. What do I love doing? Going to the park. What do I love doing? Hiking, walking. You know, I have a dance subscription to an online dance company here in Atlanta. I like doing that. I actually really want to get back into Pilates. I love Pilates and the machines and all that. Find the thing that you love to do, not finding ways to do things that you're so much in resistance. Your soul is in resistance to it. Your body is in resistance to it. You don't want to do it. And then when you quote unquote fail, then you still have this tape running in your mind. See, it's not for you. See, you're never going to be this. It never works out for you. It never did it. You know, you just go on and on and on with the kind of word vomit and critical thought vomit of yourself. None of that is uplifting or empowering. And so that is... Yeah, that's my thing. Like it is teaching you how to remove what doesn't belong so you can become, embody, step into the answer that is already inside of you. It's already there. You're never going to show me, you know, I know somebody might be listening and thinking, well, it's not there for me. It's not there for me. It is there for you. It is there for you. And as long as you keep, again, holding somebody else's standard, whether it's parents, whether it's family ideals, whether it's your industry. It's like, how can we, you aren't here by accident. There are no, in my belief, there are no accidents in this universe. So how do we start realigning? How do I help you start realigning to understand that the answer is already there? And again, is that going to require you to let go of some things, some people? Yes, it is. Because If you are hanging around people who are saying the only thing that matters in your business is receipts, if you're hanging around people who are saying the only thing that matters is whether or not you're married, whether or not you're driving a certain kind of car, 
whether or not your kids go to this private school, you're vacationing in this place, you're part of the links, part of Jack and Jill, part of the deltas, part of whatever it is, then that's what needs to be removed. It's the environment that you've placed yourself in that is continually affirming that something is wrong with you. My thing is create an environment that affirms that everything about you is right. And again, I'm speaking you know, very, very broadly here. I'm not saying that you don't have triggers and traumas that you need to work through. Absolutely. But again, when you are able to ask yourself, and this is part of my process and what I love to do, when you're able to ask yourself some of the deeper questions of where am I in resistance to this? What story am I telling myself? Who do I want to be in this moment? That's where you can start to see, I didn't show up in that moment like the woman that I say I want to be, like the person that I say I want to be. That was an opportunity for me to really be more compassionate or be more X, Y, and Z, and I didn't do it. So yes, there are always things for you to work on. That's a part of having a body and, and being in this experience. But again, that core, core thing is making sure that you are the center, you are the anchor, you are the expert of your own self. And again, like I said, collaborate with other people, connect, build, evolve, grow. But even when they're an expert, I don't give a fuck if it's Oprah, Tony Robbins, the Dalai Lama, the Pope, you are still responsible for taking whatever they say and running it through your own filter. And if it doesn't resonate, let it go. That is what it means to own your own authority. That's what it means to be sovereign. That's what it means to know your worth, to know even if I'm the only person in the room that believes this and not from a defensive place, not from a place where you're soaked in your ego or soaked in your trauma and are holding on to old ideas, but from a pure place. Like, you know, for me, I am best when I work, like I said, when I work when the energy is aligned, to not force myself to work when I'm not feeling good, when I'm really tired, when I'm not in a good mood, because I know that you guys are going to get the energetic output of that. Everything is energy. You're, you're either being expanded and excited and evolved by the energy of listening to me now, or you're not. But if I show up, I know that this may or may not resonate, but it's going to resonate with some people and not resonate with other people. But I'm in a really high energetic vibe right now recording this. So I know the intention and what I'm putting into this. But when I record because I'm trying to make myself because, oh, my God, I got to put something out on Monday and then this and then people are going to expect that, oh, I don't want to do it. But all of that heavy irritation, don't want to do it, force, trying to go against myself energetically, that is going to spill out on you. It will. We live in an energetic universe. So those are the things that we are responsible of controlling and managing within ourselves. And so even if the Pope is telling me, I mean, I'm not Catholic, but you know, if the Buddha or whoever is telling me to go work out every day, I guess my first question is, how can I align with that truth in a way that works for me? Okay, maybe the working out might not be the gym. Maybe that is meditation. Maybe that's my mind. You know, I mean, I start to unpack how can I get into alignment with this truth? What about what this person is saying is true? Maybe the point they're making is just that, hey, you need to add some more consistency to your life. Okay, this is why I love, you know, what my, what of my absolute gifts is being able to ask fantastic, amazing questions because knowing and understanding that you are the answer only happens when you're able to ask yourself the really good question. So much longer episode than I planned, but yeah, doing my hair, 
upstairs, beautiful Saturday. And it just made me think like, this is what it's all about. Like, I want people to know that you are the light, everything, the perfection. There is no such thing as perfection. The perfection is actually us being in the imperfection and knowing that's actually what's perfect. And so anytime you're aligning with any belief, any person, any idea that is not affirming that for you and affirming that you are enough, affirming your enoughness, showing you how to find the answers within yourself, it is going to be a problem. Be bold enough, be brave enough, have enough courage to remove the things that don't belong so you can experience the answer that's already inside of you. So thank you for listening and I will talk to you guys again soon.